C.S. Lewis once said, once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. Today, we're praying about that miracle that God would, could, and did come to us as an infant child. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. This is episode 180, and we are going to pray about the miracle of Jesus' birth today. But before we do that, we're going to begin with worship. And worship is coming from a uh, very familiar, one of the most common Christmas seasonal verses. It is Isaiah 9-6, and it says, For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be upon his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. It's Isaiah 9-6. So we're going to use that for as a springboard for worship this morning. Will you join me? Father, we're going to get to this idea of you sharing your son with us in, in human form shortly. But I, I, I guess I feel like I should start by just saying thank you. Thank you for giving us the prophecies. Thank you for giving us the, the reality that you have shared your son with us. A child will be born for us, like you did that for us. Son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He had the weight of the world literally on his shoulders, and I so appreciate that gift. I honor you today for your amazing love that made that possible, that even <laughs> that even that it would even be a thought in your mind because you care so much for us. But then we want to celebrate you for these four names. We want to recognize you as wonderful counselor, as a mighty God, as eternal father and prince of peace. I think it's so interesting that you used all of these phrases for Jesus when they also in so many ways can be applied to the other members of the Trinity, this eternal father, wonderful counselor, and all of you are mighty God. I'm grateful for you this morning and I honor you as that mighty God, as both wonderful counselor and a wonderful counselor as Prince of Peace, the one who made peace between us, our hearts, and the heart of God, and Eternal Father, that you are always, have always, will always be. In Jesus' name, amen. We opened with a C.S. Lewis quote, but there's another one I want to share. He also said, the Son of God became a man to enable men to become sons of God. And we celebrate this miracle that God could come to earth as an infant and live a perfect life as a fully human man and a fully a fully God-God and, and yet fully God. And not just that he could do that because he can do anything, right? That's the nature of being God, but that he would and that he did do that. Christmas is the celebration of this incredible act of love. We've already prayed through what we think of as the Christmas story, the baby born in the stable and the announcements to the shepherds and their response in worship. That was episode 177, if you want to check that out of the podcast and go back to, to that. But today we're going to pray through five other passages about the miracle of God becoming man and what that actually means for us. I'm going to read them all first, and then we'll pray. Philippians 
two, six and seven is what we're talking, what we're going to do first. And it's talking about Jesus. And it says, he who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. Galatians 4, 4 and 5 say, when the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed His glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Hebrews 2.14-18 says this, Now since the children have flesh and blood in common, Jesus also shared in these, so that through his death he might destroy the one holding the power of death, that is the devil, and free those who were held in slavery all of their lives by the fear of death. For it is clear that he does not reach out to help angels, but to help Abraham's offspring. Therefore he had to be like his brothers and sisters in every way, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in matters pertaining to God, to make atonement for the sins of the people." For since he himself has suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. And finally, probably the most familiar verse in all of the Bible, John 3.16. For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's our group of verses for today. I am going to start with that last one, with John 3.16, and then go through the others, and we'll pray through them. Father, when we hear John 3.16, we usually think of your death and resurrection. But this morning, we think of it in terms of your birth. You loved the world so much, and you showed it by giving your one and only Son, by giving Him into this humanity, by creating a fully God, fully human Jesus. I guess that's a bad way to say that, but that's what wound up happening. Not that you created it that way, but, but you purposed that to happen so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. But that's not possible unless he was born into this humanity. And we thank you for that today. We thank you for that amazing gift. We celebrate the act of love that brought that into, into reality so that we could believe on you and live. In Philippians, this idea of you becoming human says that you did not consider your life in heaven existing as God as something to be exploited, but instead you emptied yourself. It took great sacrifice on your part, Jesus, to become human. There are things that you gave up both for a time and probably forever to be joined as a human as part of this race to know fully. I think the, um, the Hebrews verse says that we had flesh and blood in common. This is a human race is flesh and blood. And Jesus also needed to share in that so that he could actually destroy death. He is here to help Abraham's offspring. That's what this did. Becoming human helped us. You had to be like us in every way. And so you didn't decide eh, not interested, too much trouble, too much pain. That would be too difficult. It's inconvenient. I am going to have to become something less than what I am 
Instead of that, you looked instead at the prize, at our ability to be in relationship, at our ability to destroy death and live with you forever. And you said, it's worth it. I'm willing to empty myself and come into this world as a helpless child, to grow like every other person has grown up and experience all that we experience, including temptation, including pain and suffering, including grief and joy and all of the emotions that we experience, all of the difficulties that we experience, you can now sympathize with, empathize with, and completely understand and identify with because you experienced them too. So grateful for that gift of a God who not only knows but completely understands. Galatians 4 said that when the time came to completion, there was a perfect timing to your entering this world a perfect moment that, that, that you had ordained. And that will be true when you come again as well. When the time has come to completion, you will return in the way that you have foretold, just as in the way that you foretold you came. When the time was come to completion, you came as an infant, born of a woman, born under the law so that you could redeem us who were under the law that we might achieve adoption as sons, that we might be considered one of your family, brought into the family of God. You became flesh, dwelt among us, lived with us, walked with us, experienced life with us. And we observe your glory, the glory of the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. We see the Father because we see Jesus, because we have this example of Jesus. And I'm so grateful for that incredible gift of your love that would cause you to walk among us, that would cause this miracle birth on a quiet night in a, a humble place with the outcast as your worshipers. So grateful for this picture of who you are and how you operate bring it into my heart in such a way that I carry that day by day, this miracle of Emmanuel, God with us, that I can walk with you, worship you as one who is so far from perfect, that you desire this relationship, that you desire my, um, not only my obedience but my and my love, but my presence with you. Help this quiet night as we walk through the next probably busy days and we start seeing family and doing all the Christmas things. Help us remember that this is the miracle, this gift of your love that you gave your one and only son to come into this world as a child, to live a sinless life so that you were able to redeem a people under the law who could not do it for themselves. Think that so deep into our hearts that that is a daily reminder of where we are living from. This unfathomable gift of love. Thank you for it. Help us to appreciate it to the degree that you enable us to and help us to share it with others. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me today. So grateful for your presence with me and with, with this group. If you're here on the Facebook page, we are taking a week off. So I am going to not be here. We're not doing lives next week. Um, I, I need to work out some things and we're traveling. And so that combination is always difficult. Uh, so we'll be back the following week. I'll make sure to put a schedule up. 
If you're a podcast listener, we also are taking the week off. You won't have a podcast pod, to podcast episodes next week, but thank you for joining us there. And we'll be back after the first of the year, however that date works out. I think it, I'm not sure what that Monday is. We are brought to you by Grace in the Gravel Road, helping Christian women grow at God first life. And my heart is that as we do this, as we pray together twice a week through these scriptures, that it would open up our hearts to the scripture in a new way, that we would grow in our prayer lives, that God would do mighty things in answer to these prayers. But most of all, my heart is that you would fall deeper in love with the God who gave us the words that we're praying. Amen. Amen.